Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Rodam Spence. You can find me at Rodam Spence. <laughs> Sweet and simple. Yep. I think I've changed it since the last time I was yeah. on. Um, today we're talking about minute number 96 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with Diablo. Um, he's going he's gonna to be talking about like how the gifts that he got are from the devil. And then we get into like this very, very deep flashback. We've seen a lot of flashbacks in this movie, but this one is probably the most important, question mark. I really wanted you to just go into a uh, a water boy accent whenever you say the word devil or the uh, devil. The devil. <laughs> I think about it all the time. Do you? I do. Yeah. Um, but uh, before we get into today's episode, Rory, this is your first time on the show with us to talk about Suicide Squad. Uh, so mm-hmm. we need to know, as we do, tell us all your opinions about Suicide Squad. <laughs> all of them. How long you got? <laughs> uh, you know what? I don't hate this movie as much as everyone else seems to. Like, I don't like it. It's not good. But uh, it's, it's kind of... My main problem was it kind of was a bit disappointing initially when I saw it in the cinema because of how good the trailer was. I think that is one of the best trailers ever yeah. because it made this look so exciting. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of... It's just kind of not exciting, and it's not very interesting. A movie is kind of the issue with it, but yeah, and there's some weird character moments that don't really um, don't really work with the rest of the you know, like characters do things for reasons mm-hmm. that don't seem to work with how the characters have been set up, including at points in these minutes coming up. So we'll get to that, but yeah, no, yeah. It, it's. It's it's crazy how many people love that initial um, Bohemian Rhapsody trailer, and um, yeah. like I I thought it was cool too, um, and and I think you're right when when you say like when you actually see the movie, it seems like there is action in this movie, yeah, but underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Not all the action is as ex- exciting as it was in the trailer, which is weird because since a trailer house company cut this film, you would think that they could make it interesting like throughout the movie. You like, think they just like they were like these are the best and biggest parts. We're gonna put them in a trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that is that is that how you're supposed to make trailers, or is that kind of like uh, yeah? I mean, that's the question nowadays. Don't worry. Yeah, you don't want to give away everything, but you make it look good, and they certainly did a good job of making it look good. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was anything in the trailer that um, kind of gave anything away. Uh, I'm comparing it to the Dawn of Justice trailer, like they, the last one they showed Doomsday. In my opinion, yeah. they shouldn't have done that just because. I mean, whatever. They just yeah, should, it's not. It wasn't like that big of a reveal, but also you didn't need to put that in a trailer. Was there anything in the Suicide Squad trailer where it was like, oh? You shouldn't have done that. Should have waited. See, that's the thing. I don't think. I don't think there's anything in the movie that you could, well, other than like right end with Diablo. I don't think there's anything you could have put in that would have been yeah a problem. Yeah. I think that because it's kind of there's nothing to it really. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that that I think that's what the big re- that's the yeah that's the, the big, big take- reveal is Diablo. No, 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 no. no. Oh. The big takeaway 
is that the trailer showed the best parts of the film, but as far as spoiling anything, there wasn't really anything to spoil. Like, there wasn't anything... Like, we've talked about it before, but, you know, like, the reveals of, like, Amanda Waller or, like, Mm -hmm. just about anything. Like, there was never... Like there, there isn't a doomsday moment in this film. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you go, oh, wasn't expecting that. That's, that's a big thing. Like, you think maybe it was supposed to be Joker, and they just like kind of just oversaturated it. Like you think like if they would have marketed this movie without Joker being a mention, it was just Harley Quinn. Cool, awesome. Margot Robbie gets all the posters. She gets all the praise or whatever. But also there's that underlying side plot of the Joker. Maybe that would have been cool to not be in the loop of. But we were given all the pictures of him. We already knew that he was going to be in the movie. Essentially, he was a yeah. main freaking character in the movie. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, again, like the bits you see of him in the trailer are almost like are the best bits of him as well. Like the "I'm just going to hurt you really, really bad" was like the end of that trailer. One of the trailers that was just made him look good mm-hmm. for what. Like and that was kind of the best moment of him we got there. So yeah, if he maybe kept that bit, but even then, I don't think it works as well in the movie as it did in the trailer. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the tra- didn't one of the trailers have the one scene of the Lamborghini turning the corner and Batman on top, and that was it. And yeah. that was it, right? Yeah. So it was like, oh, hmm. like I mean, you didn't need to put that in a trailer. No. Yeah, but th- that's... if it was a if it was a Bonnie and Clyde Joker and Harley movie, yeah, put that in the trailer. That should be your first scene. But it wasn't like Batman had like little cameos. That was that was the fun part for me seeing Batman in this movie. That's cool. But like when I got it in the trailer, it was like, okay, when's it going to be on top of the Lambo? And is that Lambo scene going to be even bigger than it was? Spoilers, it wasn't. I guess yeah. there was like a mid mid credit scene with Ben Affleck, and maybe that would have been something. But that's not even like a. That's not even spoiling the movie. That's just like spoiling. That's just a stinger. That's just like, yeah. That would just and it was be, a good stinger. It was a good stinger. It was all right. I think, but when you're talking about like a movie that like when you leave the theater or when you're done watching it and you go, wow, that was a big connective tissue for the shared universe. Like if they had done something where they were fighting parademons or if some somehow Enchantress was using a mother box or something and it like connected to the justice league shared universe mm-hmm. then it would be more like oh that's that's big information but who she is and and what she's doing it doesn't it doesn't go outside this film yeah so th- like like rory said there's nothing that they could have spoiled like there was and i it's it's that kind of disappointment or underwhelmingness mm-hmm. that like makes the whole film seem underwhelming because there's nothing everything that happens in this movie in the bigger picture like seems like a checkbox thing of like did we do a suicide squad movie mm-hmm. like by the end of it yeah i don't know they had no they <laughs> just had a list on a paper and it was mm-hmm. like yep got that got that got that yeah um but bechdel test nope fails it does it yeah it does <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's hard it, it does yeah it absolutely <laughs> yeah. does um but this this character I think is is one of the more surprising elements of the film. Um, not that it completely saves the film, but I'm just glad that this writing for this kind of character kind of improves the film, especially this scene, um, this whole entire bar scene. 
um, we've been talking about is, is a pretty good bar scene um, for, for character development. And we've been getting into Diablo, who's been kind of in the face of all these, uh, the rest of his squad mates. And um, he's been talking about like how they're ba- they're basically paying for all the wrongs that they've committed in their life, and he's kind of getting into his backstory of why he even ended up in this situation. Um, and he's talking about how his gifts are from the devil and stuff. How do you guys, How did you guys first um, resonate with with Diablo when you first kind of saw this scene and, and more of like his character? Uh, go for it, Rory. I think by this point in the movie, I was kind of uninterested in most of the characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's kind of, yeah, it's um, it's pretty dark out of nowhere, this. Because there's not really anything as deep as this beforehand, really, or after. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like a surprisingly sort of brutal kind of scene, you know. It, well, more so coming up, but... Yeah, it did certainly make him more interesting because rather than just, like, a guy who can make flames. Like, it's good to mm-hmm. actually see a bit of negati- negativity, like a negative aspect to what he calls a gift. Well, a, a curse, as some people would say it. But it's just, like, a... It's interesting because we've seen, like, Superman and stuff like that in this universe to get a bit of, like... Um, the other side of that, like what, what are the negative aspects of something like this? Mm-hmm. So I think that is interesting how it sort of seems to affect him is interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, when I first saw the movie, I was kind of, I mean, it, it wasn't until my second viewing, and I know it was my second because my first one, it was just like, oh God. It wasn't until my second viewing where I realized Diablo was um, what Mark and I like to call a sleeper hit. He was one of the strongest points of this movie just because of his little bit of character development and um, mm-hmm. the things that he goes through. But when I first saw it, I thought it was like, whoa, why did they go so like stereotypical with him? And yeah, like a bad yeah. way. And yeah. uh, I don't know if that was just my nativity, naiveness, whatever that word is. Nativity. Naivativity. Naivativity. Um, but it, it felt like I was just like, wow, that's like... Uh, borderline racist (laughs) yeah and i didn't know that um it is the character you know because i didn't know Mm -hmm. anything about diablo so it's because he was like saying things like uh you know like homie essay gangbangers and stuff like that and i was just like dang did they just like see like all stereotypical la street gang movies or something and just like went and wrote the script in a day for him uh it was it was off-putting at first Mm -hmm. and then the end i was like that's cool. And yeah. then I watched it a second time and was like, oh, hey, Diablo is actually really, really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, the way they they initially portray him does, does garner a few um, kind of crin- cringe laughter when you, when you first see him because it's not a character you're used to seeing. Um, and, you know, this is a, a remodeled character for this type of universe where they're chasing this, this realism and Diablo is very, like I think out of all of them is the most off-putting character because it's a character that we're not used to seeing as far as being a superhero, and um, like just the things that they that they decide like as a film filmmaking crew that they decide that they're going to make this character impactful is a very good progressive step 
because it gets us to care about someone that we were just laughing about, mm-hmm. that someone that we didn't care about, someone that, you know, fire, the, even the fire superpowers aren't anything special. Like we don't even, we're not even wild by that anymore. It's almost like it has to become a staple in like a, like a team kind of build up. Te- team special powers, it seems like you got to have at least somebody with a fire power. <laughs> yeah. And it, but it's, and maybe it's, it, but just, it's just that it's yeah. like, it's like, okay, fire guy. Like yeah. when we saw Pyro and X-Men, we were all like, wow, cool. Pyro is awesome. But after that, that's just what it was. Every, you know, we always think about Pyro, you know, human torch is nothing special to us anymore. Like anyone with fire abilities is like, okay, you're just a firebender now. It's like, it's not even special. Not even, not, I wouldn't, firebenders are a little bit cooler. <laughs> Sure. But it's like, so there's, there's a lot that, you know, face value. It's like, okay, whatever. But the fact that they, you know, they could have just shown the fact that, you know, he, in a fit of rage, he burned his wife and kids and moved on and we still didn't care, but there was more to, there's more to it because they, they choose to, which is important that they choose to in the film to dive into like his regret for it all. Yeah, that's and, I think is what makes it yeah that in, indefinitely better mm-hmm. is seeing his outlook on all of that because he's not just like some guy that's just pissed off at the world and threw himself in a water cage because he's angry that he killed everybody. Mm-hmm. No, it's a dude that's he's he's trying to learn from his mistakes and he realized that hey, I'm a bad guy. I deserve to be here. That's a great character makeup in my opinion. That's okay. fantastic. Yeah. And I think it's uh, more important than like the other characters who 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 say, you know, I'm a bad person or I've done bad things. Sure. But that doesn't I don't regret it. And say mm-hmm. like a lot of them don't people that do, I, I did what I had to do. Yeah. yeah like I don't up. regret it. Yeah. yeah. And things that like even Deadshot will say things like I do things for my daughter so that she's secure. And it's like, but you're not. You could have gotten up at 6 a.m. and gone to the labor houses, man. Like you're still not. <laughs> regretting the people that you've killed and and stuff like that. I don't know. There's what's important is that they chose this character to, to really dive into it. And yeah, I I respect it a lot. He does one cool thing that I want to say. He's making that dancing fire lady on his hand. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anything that you can do, uh, not anything, but um that sort of control with fire that's awesome i mean Iceman made that pretty little ice rose on rogue's desk that was cool yeah. pyro didn't do anything like that he just shot fire out at cars yeah, yeah it's it, it's like do you just shoot fire out of your hands or like like you're or able can to you make it dance it? yeah i like that uh so it's a, it's there's a difference between fire manipulation and com combustion maybe like the ability to just shoot fire out of your body like i said this a while ago but i think someone disagreed with me (laughs) it was like the ability to ignite oxygen or Mm -hmm. something like that and like like roy mustang combustion yeah like what you're talking about and it's like i feel like there's that type of fire abilities and then there is like no this person can actually control fire to do this dancing woman thing or to do like so you don't think Roy Mustang can make a lady dance in his hand? 
No, I don't think so. He can just like set things on fire. It doesn't even yeah. shoot out of his hand. It's just like appears where he is yeah, like in be, his because vicinity. In Rory, have you seen Full Metal Alchemist? I haven't. No. Okay. okay. Yeah, so there's there's a guy that wears a, a cool glove that he does some sort of blood symbol and he can manipulate fire. It's all elemental things and uh, alchemy and whatnot. But anyway. in that, it's like he can trace like oxygen yeah and like pinpoint it and like okay heat up a thousand degrees and like that just causes a fire right yeah and then pyro can't do that he has to have a lighter and then draw from it he has to have a source of fire can he do that from the sun oh i bet there's an x-men comic where pyro takes heat from the sun or something and it's like a crazy awesome thing i don't know I totally forgot Pyro had to have a source of yeah, fire. Yeah, that's why he's a fire manipulator. But the sun is he's always there. Controller. I guess he can't do that because that would just ruin the sun. Or it would be or too the much. Atmosphere. It would just like be if, too if much If he starts fire. drawing power, just rip a hole in the atmosphere, ozone layer, and everybody would just incinerate instantly. Or just turn the sun off. Where's that story? <laughs> You're writing it. Pyro turns the sun off for the X-Men. Um, everybody just has to fumble around like Velma looking for their glasses. Um. My question for the flashback, um, and I, I, I guess, I guess I have some questions for the family. Okay, <laughs> um, she knows that he what well, he does, right? Like that's that's obvious. What that, the, the ability, uh, or like the the, oh. the crimes? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure she knows everything. But I think he was at first he was disciplined enough to not bring it home yeah that's and then i guess it gets which to a she problem seems to have where, the problem with it's yeah. in the house mm-hmm. so it's not that she's finding out it's just that it's now becoming it's 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 in the home so yeah. it's now it's an intrusion mm-hmm. it's like you don't bring your work home with you not all it doesn't happen like that all the time unfortunately but i'm looking at you specifically why because i work yeah yeah i work at home yeah yeah, um, it, it's uh, yeah. I was I was I was curious because yeah, she she obviously knows he has fire abilities, and then like, I guess it's being brought home. But I, I don't. Um, you think they got a gas stove? Nate, yeah, <laughs> in the background, asking the important question. <laughs> can zoom in enough here, maybe I'll find out. The stove is in the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next minute we'll find out. Okay. Um, it looks like it. It's in the background but, last minute. You can't see it. I think it is gas. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that's that's just bad news right there. You got you got Diablo in a in a house with a pilot light. That's dangerous. And so he's never allowed to use it. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 kind of weird. It's um, did they uh, did they meet? Like, was she never part of the circuit? I guess is what I'm saying. Like, oh, I don't know. I, I, I guess I think it's was weird. Is that you want to know the first date? No, no. I don't need to go back that far. You want to listen to the Blink 182 song? What's this Blink 182 song? First date. Oh my god. But yeah, it was just it just confused me a little bit about like like her involvement in things. I know she doesn't want involvement anymore question mark like is there is she was she a part of this before was she not did they meet outside of quote-unquote work or you know it's just things where i'm like the only thing i can compare it to is like goodfellas um 
Okay, yeah, that's that's a good one. It's kind of similar. Yeah, different types what of crime in, families. Who is it that we're talking about? Ray Liotta meets. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh God, I'm forgetting her name. Yeah, but uh, Karen Hill is a character in the movie. I can't mm-hmm. remember the actress's name. Anyway, they he was forced on a on a double date with mm-hmm. her with uh, Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Joe Pesci, yeah, Joe Pesci. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they finally ended up going. But there was a big crucial scene where he was hanging out at the cab house with everybody, and she pulls up in the car after he stood her up. And she's yelling at him, doing all this thing. And, like, in their anger and stuff, they find him and be like, all right, well, let me take you out. And it's like, no, maybe. All right. It's like that kind of, like, playful thing. So, in my opinion, that's how people involved in crime families meet their significant others. Okay, okay. So, by the by the book of Goodfellas, this is how people in crime meet. They are also just people mm-hmm. who have lives and do other things other than their work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could they met her? Anywhere, uh, really? <laughs> a pub or whatever? Like, yeah. Yeah, a farmer's market. <laughs> a grocery yeah. store. Yeah. Farmer's market. Okay, yeah. now we're getting progressive. Yeah. Your local bowling alley on All You Can Bowl Tuesday. I haven't been to a bowling alley in forever. To be fair, though, I don't, I don't think know. I'd start a conversation mm. with this guy if I met him in a bar or whatever. <laughs> I don't want to be judgmental really? you about even be face like... tattoos or anything, but that's a lot of face tattoos, you know what I mean? It's a lot of face tattoos. Yeah. I and you, I mean, like, I, no, I think you're right. I'm right there with you. If I saw that guy, it's not like, I think it's more of an intimidation we, yeah. factor. We and talk- I'd be like, that guy doesn't want to talk to me. So I'm just going to, I'm going to let yeah. that lie. I think we talked about this before, but it was like, and I, and I can't remember. Did we talk about it? It was like, what if you walked to, walked up to someone who did light their own cigarette with their thumb yeah. or something like, and so like, if he has this, you know, pyrokinesis that's that's it and like you and like let's say you're at a bowling alley and you see diablo and if the dude lights his own cigarette with with his finger like what is your initial reaction (laughs) because i think we were like yeah i'm just gonna like walk away now (laughs) yeah they're pretty scared oh see although i I may i I would assume he was like some sort of like street magician yeah. Oh, see, I wouldn't even think of that. I went immediately to this guy's got superpowers. <laughs> if you're in this universe, probably, and you um, know Superman exists, then yeah, you might think that. But if it's in our world, yeah. I would assume he was like a success angel or something. Yeah, I think I would as well. Um, no, and, you wouldn't. I, I think. Yeah, I think I would. No. I'd be like, okay, he's he's like a, a close-up magic guy, yeah. and um, I would probably want to watch that show. <laughs> and hey. If he was lighting a cigarette with his thumb, I would probably be like, dude, can I get one of those and like do it to mine? But, you know, keep my nose hairs where they are. Uh, <laughs> or would he like give me the cigarette and then he would light and, it with his thumb or light me all up? <laughs> oh, and just light you on fire? Yeah. Hey, can smoking you just... kills. <laughs> <laughs> can you just end my life right here? Oh, God, that's terrible. Um, but yeah, just... it would be interesting to see. Uh, man, I I even want to see like a like a like a magician do that kind of trick. That'd be cool. I've actually just noticed that what, he him? has no eyebrows. Sorry, I just paused it on that, and he on like a close up of him, and he doesn't. I don't know if the tattoos are covering them, but he seems to have no eyebrows. Jenkins burned his eyebrows off. No. Oh. Yeah, he's got no, no, no hair whatsoever. What is that called? Whoopi Goldberg. What is that? What are you talking about? It's a condition where people don't have oh, eyebrows. Yeah. Whoopi Goldberg yeah, has it. I don't know. I assumed that... Is oh, he talking really? about him look yeah. more like a skeleton? Or he's burned them off? Yeah. 
I think it is more like a skeleton. So I'm assuming they got burnt off. Um, is there any tattoos? There's a cat in my view. I can't really see. Is there any? Is there tattooed eyebrows or no. is it like I shadow think, yeah, of like, like no, skull eyes, eyes or something? Would go up to where his eyebrows were. He just has tally like, marks above one. If you if you were to shave your eyebrows off, like you'd have that that dark mark of like where you used to have hair. Yeah, like from pirates. <laughs> Um, and so like, that's like he had, you can tell he used to have eyebrows or at least the actor has eyebrows, but they're not there. Wait, I think I got the reference wrong. Isn't it's Harry Potter. Yeah, it's Harry Potter. And that yeah. is actually called a dark mark. It's a dark it? mark. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the black spot from pirates. Okay. Yeah. It's a black spot from Muppet Treasure Island, Nate. Get it right. <laughs> oh, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. No. <laughs> oh. Um, but, um, Ray Hernandez, beautiful actor. If you ever get to see like what Ray Hernandez actually looks like, good looking like, dude. Yeah, he, like he, he's also in like the first two or three episodes of The Expanse. But Has he got eyebrows. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's got hair too. Hey, I was just curious. if you look up a picture of Ray Hernandez and then like compare it to the way he looks like Diablo, that dude committed to this role. Like, I guess the hair and makeup in this movie is really good. Um, but there was another thing in this minute, um, before we wrap up, but, um, he's mentioned it multiple times. His name is even El Diablo. Oh my gosh. This guy is jacked. He was in prison break. So was, um, who was that other guy? Oh, wait, Ray Hernandez or Jay Hernandez? Jay, uh, probably Jay Hernandez. It's Jay Hernandez. No, Ray Hernandez is, so I'm getting a bunch of things. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Yeah, it's that one right there. You got me. Yeah, it's the guy with the Comic-Con. Okay. Okay. All right, yeah, good-looking guy. He's not jacked. He's not the dude from Prison Break. <laughs> um, but what does Diablo say? He says, um, God didn't give me this. Why should he take it away? And then he also said, the devil gave me these gifts. Um, they never get into that origin. Um, but he he claims that the devil gave him this gift. You think? I, I think he was probably just born with it and him realizing that he is a metahuman, but in his upbringing, it's a curse. So it's like the only way to be getting that curse is from yeah, the devil. Yeah, I think that was his belief rather than a fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's no God at play here. And I think he was born with these powers, much like a lot of metahumans. He does, he does say that. much like... Oh, he does say that? Okay. Either on these minutes or around this time, he says he, yeah. he's had them all his life. Okay. Well, um, let's see. What is he when he says um that's uh that, that line is a little bit confusing me. He's saying that what is it, God didn't give me these powers, so why would he take them away? Mm-hmm. In in what sense is God trying to take away his powers? Uh is 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 well, it like, means like he's uh sorry, a, 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 No no no, I didn't know if is it like a quick I think death? He like what he's is probably it? prayed to have them taken away at some point is what he is implying there. Like he's been praying to God to okay, so yeah, it's just a simple to, praying. To, okay, because like you said, he believes it's a curse, so he's prayed to get rid of it, and it's not happened. Okay, I didn't know if he was like insinuating uh, some sort of divine intervention that he must have gone through, where it was like, oh, well, that happened, force of God, and yet my powers still exist. But no, maybe it's just a praying factor. Okay, I like that. I li- I like that they're adding this like religious aspect to him. Yeah, I almost took it, like, literally, because, and it's 
it's a mix between like knowing that metahumans exist, but also knowing that actual gods and deities existed because we have Shazam and Wonder Woman mythology and stuff like that. So like I take it for a fact because if if the DC universe wanted to bring in like their version of the devil, which I think Marvel had theirs, yeah. which was like Mephisto, right? And and so like if they if you know, like when he says the devil gave me these these gifts, like I kind of believe that in some way this body is being shared with like a demon of some sort and if and when Diablo dies, that spirit goes elsewhere kind of thing. Yep. Does that make sense? So I, I don't know. I'm kind of like in this, like, hey, it's a comic book movie. If the thing could be real, like, who knows, right? But um, it, yeah, I've stopped trying to draw the realism out now. But at the same time, it's almost like good on you <laughs> to be this uh, kingpin of crime and, and, and have these devil powers and still retain like your faith in christianity and and stuff like that so it's almost like good on you for staying strong with your faith there Mm -hmm. it's almost like uh, could it go either way it could be either one he's absolutely he knows for a fact that the devil exists and it and it lives within him or you know it could just be in his beliefs in which case you kill a lot of people and still believe in jesus christ so good on you man like it's it's one or the other (laughs) but either way i'm impressed you know you know, I mean, well, repenting is always like a thing that you can do in like Christianity. So it's like no matter what, you just gotta say you're sorry. <laughs> you just gotta say you're sorry and, <laughs> and then move on, right? Yeah, forgive and forget and all that stuff. Um, you don't think that he uh, is the devil personified, or do you think it's just like a, a power that the devil passed on to him? Do you think that he thinks that there is a higher did devil being than what he already is it, yes is that that's okay i think that was a really terribly worded question but. no because i think what you're asking is like could it be could it be put up does he think he's the devil or does he think that there is a higher devil that just cursed him with these powers the second right okay. yeah i'm thinking it's the second but but in my opinion if i were to put in his position I think at some point the faith and 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 religion and spiritual stuff would probably go out the window, and it would just like come back to me as like, oh no, I am the guy that they're talking about in those books. This is my power, and then it would go into like reincarnation and all these things and yada yada yada. But at one point, I'd be like, nope, I'm the devil. Rory and I would give myself the name El Diablo. <laughs> yeah, Rory, are you thinking it's is it more scientific where he's just born with? Or fire powers, and he's making that no, connection, like on his own, or like especially by the end of the movie as well. And I think I may be taking this a bit from my knowledge of comics, but I think there is some sort of, I think it was, there was some sort of Aztec god involved. I, th- I can't remember, mm-hmm. but yeah, uh, like yeah. So I assumed it was something supernatural rather than scientific. Yeah, it's interesting how many, um, like. South American, uh, because there is like an Aztec vibe to when we see the the actual Diablo demon yeah. full form or mm-hmm. whatever. Even um, in Enchantress and in uh, yeah, Incubus, Incubus Enchantress, they, very South American. They have these, um, yeah, they have these like 
South American, Latin American mythological. That's really cool. In my deities and and I, you know, the just thinking about it, it is kind of strange that this we will see the two characters fight and and there's no there's no prophecy or connection to them them meeting. You know, it's not like in the Godzilla movies where there's like cave paintings of like. Oh, Diablo of this mythology. It'd be really fighting. cool if there were, man. And and like when they do see each other, there is like a oh, Incubus is knows Diablo at this point. Goes and they like, got each other on like arm bars and stuff. And they're like, like this, on relief statues. They haven't fought each other in two thousand years. That's cool. It's like a Rava and I can't remember the other one's name. Who? Things from Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's also it's mythology. It's yeah. uh, the good and evil spirits. Yeah. That's like they get into the origin of like uh, Diablo's regret, but they don't get into the origin of his powers. And, and I always, you know, like I don't, I don't necessarily need it. I don't need it in this movie. But also, I'm okay with thinking of it as a supernatural ability and not giving me like a oh, he got dunked in a yeah. vat of acid. Oh, Joker, devil acid. Oh no, I don't know. Like he ate too much devil's food cake, and then was able to dance fire on his hands. Yeah, you know, and like that's a terrible joke. They eat the fire and then they spit it out. Yeah, that happened to him, but he just ate it. And like Gene Simmons. Yeah, from like, Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we got more to talk about with Diablo, but we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for today. But if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you could join us, guests who have been on the show, and other listeners who listen to the show to b- talk about today's minute or any minutes that you're catching up on. And we'll talk to you guys tomorrow for minute number 97 of Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs>